We all have bucket lists. As a lifelong sports fan, mine is full of tons of different sporting events and venues, from the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and beyond. However, my greatest bucket list item is something I want to share with the world and fans like me. What if you could attend a home college football game for all 130 and counting FBS programs? Seems crazy, right? Join me, your host, Bobby Wilson, as I take you along for the ride to see all the FBS venues and more. This is the TNT College Football Podcast. Hello, everyone. Bobby Wilson here from the TNT College Football Podcast. Hope everybody's doing well. I'm glad to be back on this evening. Uh, if you're listening to me now, you're listening to another installment of my FBS College Football Breakdowns as I continue to break down all 133 teams in FBS College Football. In this segment, I will continue with the Syracuse Orange, who last year went 7-6, and 4-4 four and four in the ACC. Um, they started out 6-0 and uh, before going to Clemson, losing a tough game. That I remember watching that game, and they were in that game for most of the game until late in the fourth quarter. And then they proceeded to lose um, five in a row after that, just – Against tougher teams, of course, but <clears throat> Syracuse struggled with injuries during that five-game skid, and it once again showed some of the depth concerns that uh, are still present uh, within that program. But uh, let's go ahead and b- take the dive into the Syracuse Orange. Uh, looking at their their stadium. Uh, it's, it's now called JMA Wireless Dome, but we all know it as the Carrier Dome. Um, losing that uh, naming right, or just, we're just going to call it the Carrier Dome. That's what we all know it as. Seats 49,057 people. Um, of course, home to football, basketball, lacrosse, uh, just... Just an, it's just an amazing venue. I mean, an indoor stadium is, of course, not the norm in FBS college football. And uh, just uh, it's a fantastic home field advantage for the Orange when it's rocking. It's the loud house, as they as they like to call it. And it really is. When, when they're rocking, when they're playing well, that stadium is – it's an impressive environment, to say the least – just <clears throat> one of those where you can't, where I can't wait to ke- check it off my bucket list. Looking forward to um, being able to do so in the near future. Um, continuing now with a coach on the rise for the Syracuse Orange, and I'm going with uh, Travis Fisher, who is the cornerbacks coach. Um, for the for the Syracuse Orange, looking into uh, his coaching resume, it's his eleventh season. Um, coaching has a significant amount of playing playing experience. Played at UCF, um, then had multiple opportunities in the NFL. Played for the St. Louis Rams. I I remember him playing for my uh, beloved Detroit Lions in 07-08, Then the Seattle Seahawks and Baltimore Ravens. <clears throat> returned to coaching as a defensive quality control assistant at UCF in 2013, then moved on to uh, Southeast Missouri State as a cornerback coach in 2014, returned to his uh, 
alma mater UCF in 2015 as the cornerbacks coach, continued there in 2016-2017 as the defensive backs coach, and then moved on to Nebraska following, I think we all know understand the trajectory that's going on here, um, following uh, the head coach to Nebraska, uh, 28 through 20, 2022 as the defensive backs coach, and then this year has been hired at Syracuse as the cornerbacks coach. Has uh, seen a steady rise um, since he has joined the coaching profession. Um, coached a plethora of cornerbacks who have moved on to the next level, and I think it's only a matter of a time uh, before Coach Fisher moves up the ladder in the coaching ranks. And I believe it will be sooner rather than later. Um, now let's go ahead and dive into their 2023 schedule. <clears throat> they open up against Colgate, and then they play Western Michigan. They go to Purdue and then host Army. That's their non-conference schedule. Um, re- really need to go 4-0 in the non-con, but 3-1 and at worst um, because they start ACC play. Um, at arguably one of the toughest schedules I've seen to start conference play. Uh, Opening up with Clemson, then they go to North Carolina, to Florida State, to Virginia Tech on a Thursday night. They have Boston College coming in on a Friday night. Then they play Pitt in the Bronx at Yankee Stadium. They go to Georgia Tech and then host Wake Forest. That stretch to start conference play of Clemson at North Carolina at Florida State and you can even throw in at Virginia Tech on a Thursday night is arguably like I said arguably the toughest start uh, to conference play that I one of the toughest I've ever seen I mean Clemson North Carolina and Florida State are all ranked football teams highly ranked teams too and you start your conference play with those three that is very difficult without any buys, too, I might add. So extremely, extremely tough stretch there. That's why that's why I said they almost need to start 4-0 in non-con um, just to get themselves going in the right direction. Now looking at their position-by-position breakdown, we're going to start offensively. Uh, Syracuse returns uh, do-it-all quarterback Garrett Schrader. Uh, last season, Schrader threw for – 2,640 yards, 17 touchdowns, only seven interceptions, and added 453 rushing yards and nine touchdowns. He also upped his completion percentage to a career-best 64.7%. And Schrader is a gamer who puts his puts himself on the line every play. He's always putting his body on the line. He plays extremely hard, and he's the tone setter uh, for this team and for the culture that Dino Babers has put in place. But one thing that I have to add is Syracuse has has had a Q, has not had a QB stay healthy for a whole season since 2017. So that leaves Carlos Del Rio Wilson and South Carolina transfer Braden Davis uh, as the guys next in line. Um, Del Rio Wilson stepped in last year and played when uh, Schrader went down. Now Schrader played in 12 of the 13 games, but still. The history is there uh, when it comes to this program uh, not not having their full-time starter in. Uh, the running back room loses one of the best in program history in Sean Tucker. 
third third all-time in Syracuse history in rushing. Uh, the next man up is LaQuint Allen, who looked really good in the bowl game when he accounted for 154 all-purpose yards. Uh, Jawan Price will also be in the mix and has plenty of experience. He transferred in from New Mexico State uh, a year or so ago. He started a, a good amount of games during his time with the Aggies and, like I said, provides really good experience at the position. Uh, the receiving core has some really nice pieces, and it starts with hybrid wide receiver tight end Aranda Gadsden II, who had a breakout season last year with 61 receptions, 969 yards, and six touchdowns. Really, really talented guy um, at the tight end position, but also splits out. He's just a really, really talented player. Um, has a very bright NFL future, let's just say that. Uh, watch out for uh, Damian Alford, Isaiah Jones, Trabar Pena, and Nebraska chance for uh, Jalil Martin, also at the wide receiver positions, um, to do some damage. Uh, the offensive line returns two starters and left guard Kalen Ellis and right guard Chris Bleich. Uh, center Josh Iloa and right tackle Enriquez Cruz, Enrique Cruz have experience. Uh, and then the additions of David Wallaball from Kentucky and Joe Moore from Richmond will make an impact. Uh, Joe Moore should step in and fill the left tackle spot, it looks like. Uh, shifting to the defense now, the defensive line returns talent, starting with defensive end Caleb Ochequo, who had seven sacks last season. Uh, defensive ends Dennis Jaquez, Kevin Jabiti, uh, Elijah Fuentes, Cundiff, and redshirt freshman Francois Knowlton Jr. bring depth, as do defensive tackles uh, Terry Lockett and Kevon Darton. But watch out for Alabama transfer defensive end Braylon Ingraham. Um, he he has immense potential and could be a really, really talented player on this defensive line. Uh, the linebacker core returns leading tackler Marlo Wax, who had 91 tackles last season. Uh, Derek McDonald is also a returning starter. And then also back from injury is Stephon Thompson, who was injured during the first game of last season. Uh, this is a really solid group with these three guys. Uh, the secondary loses key players to the portal and the NFL. Uh, returning safeties, uh, Justin Barron, Elijah Clark, and Jason Simmons need to lead uh, the secondary with, the, with their experience. Cornerbacks, uh, Jeremiah Wilson and Isaiah Johnson have experience. Um, then the additions of cornerback uh, Jaden Bellamy from Notre Dame and Jaden Gold from Nebraska are big. The interesting thing is they were both high school teammates uh, coming out of New Jersey. Uh, guys that Syracuse wanted coming out of high school, and now they get them on a bounce back. Uh, special teams. Punting should be managed by Missouri transfer Jack Stonehouse. He is uh, he's a bit more consistent than returner Max Van Marburg. And then there's a competition at kicker that will last into fall camp. There's uh, three guys vying for that after they lose arguably the best kicker in program history. Um, final analysis is my <clears throat> my opinion, looking at the Syracuse Orange. A quick start, as in most seasons, will be big for the Orange. Uh, they are just 6-20 and 20 under Dino Babers in November since he was hired in 2016. Uh, there's plenty of talent on the roster, uh, but lots of turnover from the offseason. 
And then, like I discussed before, the start of ACC play could really hurt a team with uh, depth, con- depth concerns, kind of like we saw last year when they hit that five-game losing streak when they went through some injuries and their depth or lack of depth was exposed a little bit. But, of course, time will tell. I mean, they have a quarterback who is who gives his all, and he's a fantastic football player. And they got some pieces offensively that they can do some things. And their defense is improved. Um, and they have talented guys there just need to stay healthy and uh, keep the ball rolling. So <clears throat> hope you enjoyed this breakdown. I always appreciate and, and I enjoy doing these. Um, please like, subscribe, wherever you listen to the podcast. And uh, give the podcast where account a follow at TNT College Foot One. Everybody have a good night. God bless.